Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. The new GDP numbers came out yesterday. Want to discuss that right now and see what's going on. Supposedly, they surprised the market. Was it up? Was it down? Let's shoot over to CNBC and check it out right now. US GDP rose 2.9% in the fourth quarter, more than expected. So it did surprise and it surprised on the upside, even as recession fears loom. So we've been talking about a recession on this channel for quite some time. Well, pretty much ever since the yield curve inverted what, nine months ago, but with a caveat that the yield curve, although it's very good at predicting that you're going to have a recession, it doesn't do a very good job as predict as uh, to predicting when, especially the twos and tens, maybe the three month and 10 year, I guess, arguably is a little bit better. And then there's some very esoteric measurements that narrow it down even further, but you never know the timing of these things. And it is true that even in the mainstream media, everyone has been talking about a recession. Usually when everybody is talking about it, especially on CNBC or Bloomberg, not likely to happen. So I'm not saying that we're not going to have a recession. I, I definitely think we will in 2023, but I think it'll come when fewer and fewer people are expecting it. So I think what's going to happen most likely is the unemployment numbers, the GDP numbers, or a combination of the, the two of them, maybe with some other metrics in there. I think they're going to lull the market participants to sleep. And I think you're going to hear a narrative come out that, oh, well, you know, the yield curve is wrong. It doesn't matter anymore. It's an antiquated measurement and we should just ignore it. And you're, you're going to hear all of these reasons as to why we are not in a recession, or we might even switch back to why the economy is booming and the economy is on fire like we heard throughout 2021. And that's when it's going to hit. You, you, you've got to get to a point where very few people are expecting it. And that's when it's most likely to occur. So I could see, and, and this, I don't know if this is my base case, but I could definitely see these, uh, you know, higher GDP numbers or higher than expected GDP number to come out even through the beginning half of 2023. And then everyone's going to say, oh, that recession thing, that was just fake news. That was just fear-mongering. That was just a big waste of our time. We never should have worried about that. That stupid yield curve is dead. And then once everyone goes over to that side of the boat, that's when it, it blindsides you. I, I, or blindsides you. You guys know that I'm an amateur. I retired in 2012. And that's when I, before then I knew nothing, you know, I didn't know what the Fed was. I didn't even know what the, a bond market was. And then I just became obsessed with it. And since that time, it's pretty much all I do every single day. And, but the, but I'm very new to this, relatively speaking, I've only been studying this stuff for, you know, 10 years, which I say only, but, uh, you know, most people like, like Peter Schiff and, and others on, on FinTwit, you know, they've been doing this their whole lives. A lot of people have PhD in economics, and I don't have any of that stuff, as you guys know. But the more I observe markets, and I have no proof to this. I mean, how could you prove this? But the more it seems to me, the market is a mechanism that will always hurt or always inflict the maximum amount of pain on the maximum amount of participants. It just seems like it's just set up to exploit all of the weaknesses that we have as human beings. You know, the fact that we're emotional creatures would be probably the best example. It's just the way the market behaves. It just leverages 
that that hardwiring that puts us in a position where we are most likely to make a bad decision and one that's going to lose money. That's why it's so hard to beat the market. And you know, I guess that's one of the claims as to why people say, well, you should just invest in an ETF and just set it and forget it. Now, but I think that is, is going to end up hurting a maximum amount of people. It's it's weird. It's it's like the market does this in, in cycles. In, in, but it, it's like those cycles or waves that Ray Dalio talked about on his YouTube video called The Economic Machine. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I'd strongly suggest it. And he, and he talks about these credit cycles, short-term and long-term. And the way he draws them out or has them drawn out by, in this cartoon is it, it's this wave that's kind of like this, but it's within these longer, deeper waves. And it, it, it seems to me the market works this the same way, where it'll suck people in and crush them over the span of sometimes six months, sometimes a year, sometimes two years, or whatever, when you have this up and down and up and down. But then it'll also do it over the span of like a decade, where it really, really, you know, like the housing market as an example. You know, that really started in, I would say, 97, and it takes almost a decade to get up to 2006 and 2007, and then boom, it just blindsides people, just wipes them out. And then you see that same sequence of events or that same phenomenon occur in a much shorter time frame in the example of, you know, cryptocurrency or uh, those or those coins, initial coin offerings, remember those? Or, or the SPACs. You know, it's like the same trajectory, it's like the same chart, but yet compressed. And in fact, today's whiteboard video is on the car bubble, the bubble in the auto market. And I don't know if you guys have been following this. I know my good buddy Adam Taggart has done several videos. Danielle DiMartino Booth, another friend of mine, talks about this all the time on Twitter. And it, it, I, I, I looked, I, went through various charts on my whiteboard video, but one of the charts is just simply uh, inflation-adjusted prices for used cars and trucks. And it's the exact same chart as the housing market, but just more compressed. And you know darn well that it's going to mean revert and come right back to where it was in 2019. And all of these people that took out these subprime auto loans are going to be stuck with a car where they're massively upside down and they're going to have to give it back. And they're going to, it's just like the housing market. They're going to get crushed, but it's just that happened within a shorter time frame. So that's why I say it's, it's like the market is toying with people in different areas around different topics and in different asset class in different asset classes in different time sequences. And um, this is in my opinion, will be another example of that. It was a long-winded, you know, kind of a tangent, but I, I think it's definitely applicable. And, and when we start to understand that, I think we will be better investors. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro 
economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now, again, I have no proof to this. I have no proof of it, none. But it just seems that the more I study and the, the more I observe, the more I see this occurring. And my guess is if you talked to a Warren Buffett or a Stan Druckenmiller or a Charlie Munger, you know, one of these guys that has like just decades and decades and decades of experience or Jim Rogers, something like that. My guess is, is they would have noticed the same things, um, but they might have even have, have some data points to suggest you know why this could possibly be a phenomenon you know it'd be interesting to talk to uh, a psychologist uh it would be interesting to talk to someone who has a lot of experience in psychology and in the markets like if you could combine like stan druckenmiller and jordan peterson into like one human <laughs> and then get their take on this i think that would really be fascinating but Getting back to the topic at hand here. So the key talking points, is a gross GDP, like I said, up 2.9%, higher than expected. Consumer spending weakened from previous period, but remained positive. Sharp slide in housing helped pull down GDP. So housing market, less housing starts, less construction activity. And that's a big deal because realist housing market is a big component of the overall economy. While boosts in government spending, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And private investment aided growth. Jobless claims fell last week. Durable goods increased sharply in December, but mainly due to demand for aircraft. Huh. And that could be another that could be another victim of the bullwhip effect. But we'll have to see. So they say U.S. economy closed, finished 2022 in solid shape. I don't know if solid is the right word. I would say, okay, well, you had two quarters of negative GDP and two quarters of positive. You you barely dodged a bullet. So I, I don't know if I'd say that's solid, but all right, moving on. So four quarters of gross GDP, the sum of all goods services, October to December period rose at 2.9%. Okay. Economists surveyed had expected 2.8. Ah, uh, here we get into some of the details. 26.7% plunge in residential fixed investment, reflecting a sharp slide in housing. See that That's a big deal right there because not only is housing a key component of the economy from a standpoint of building homes and selling them and fixing them up and remodeling them and all of this activity that revolves around the housing market, but also from a standpoint of home equity. And my goodness gracious, you guys know that well, how important is home equity to the purchasing power of the average American, especially the average retiree? It's the majority of their net worth. And it says government spending rose 6.2% due largely to 11.2% surge on non-defense outlays. Even state and local up 2.3%. Yeah, so what that likely means is that if we look at a percentage of government spending uh, to GDP, that it, it's, it's going up, not down. Which, in my opinion, 
means that the economy is going to be less efficient moving forward, not more efficient. The mix of growth was discouraging. This is according to Andrew Hunter, senior economist at Capital Economics. And the monthly data suggests the economy lost momentum as the fourth quarter went on. Following 2021, that saw GDP rise at the strongest pace since 1984. Yeah, but they don't say that it came down so much that you're, you're not even back up to a high watermark. And I would be curious to see, uh, well, I, I would assume that from a standpoint of real GDP, we are higher than we were in uh, going into the survey sickness. But we, my guess is we'd be far, far below trend. And that uh, is very, very important to kind of think of the ramifications of not just negative GDP, but if you're trending up like this, especially when your population is growing, you know, at a similar rate, and all of a sudden that trend goes this way, and although you might be going up, it's going below trend and flattening out, but your population is going up, that basically means from a 30,000 foot level, that the standard of living in aggregate total most likely is declining. Now we talk about the tight labor market. Yeah, so I think my base case is that we continue to get the good news the headline good news. But when you scratch beneath the surface, you see that it's not as rosy as the uh, mainstream media would have you to believe. And that, that could be lulling people to sleep and then start the whole wave of, okay, the yield curve is dead. We don't have to worry about a recession anymore. And that's when Mr. Market, like we said before, lures as many people in as he can before he gives them that pow right hook from Tyson. <laughs> so uh, that's not a predi- that, that's not a prediction, but if you had to ask me right now, that would be my base case. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.